quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through. Victory Christian Fellowship tonight, we're excited about Jesus and what he's doing and how he's moving. And Lord, we just give you thanks and praise. Thank you for being in our midst. Lord, we give you the high praise. Tonight is a time of refreshing and blessing, Lord. And we give you thanks that you're going to take us into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise that you are worthy of. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. 
praise your holy name. Let's worship the Lord together. Now we 
Oh, we give you glory and honor and praise, Lord Jesus. Father, we call people free in this place. We call empty vessels filled in this place. Lord, we call broken vessels healed in this place. We call depressed vessels full of joy in this place. Full of the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, we glorify you, Lord. You're moving in this place like a mighty rushing river. 
There's overflow and abundance in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's no lack here. There's no lack here. We have all sufficient grace. Father, we thank you so much that you speak to us through your spirit. you're strong for my strength is being infused into you wait on me and I shall renew your strength and you shall mount up with wings of eagles you shall run and not be weary you shall walk and not faint for my strength flows to you hallelujah glory to God Say, I'm strong. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. They are phenomenal. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, we are so glad that you're here tonight. You never know what God's going to do until you get in in the mix. Amen? And you guys are here. And if you're watching this online, you can connect with us too. Amen? Hallelujah. When God's word goes forth, things happen. Hallelujah. And I just want to let you know that uh, this Saturday we're going to have, we're going to reach out into the Hummelstown community at Cavern Days. And uh, if you're available, you can come. We're going to have a booth there. And uh, we're going to meet a lot of people and they're going to come and we're going to give away stuff and it'll be a great opportunity to reach out and witness so if you can come we're going to be there from 10 to 4 and uh if you can't come for the whole time just come for part of the time and man it's going to be a great day and uh god is good hallelujah and of course uh you can give any time during the service those of you that are here and if you're watching online you can give it through our website that's available we've got all kinds of ways for you to give and uh, you're making an investment into good ground and into the kingdom of God. Amen. And you can't beat God given. That's right. Amen. Whatever you uh, put in, 
God will take it, he'll multiply it, and he'll give it back unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He'll cause men to give into your bosom. Hallelujah. We serve a I'm excited tonight. Are you excited about God and about Jesus and about his kingdom? Glory to God. We have the good stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, kids, we want to dismiss you now this time to go have your class. We're so grateful for our kids to have their class and for our teachers to teach them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, there was a word that has been rolling around in me a couple days. So I thought, okay, God. And the word is expectation. So tonight, we're going to talk about the expectation of faith. What did you come here tonight for? What are you expecting God to do for you? What are you expecting God to show you? Amen? Amen. And, uh, you know, when you're expecting, you're looking for something either to happen or to occur or to have. Amen? And uh, tonight we're going to raise our expectations. Amen. And we're going to receive what God says. How many want to receive what God says? Amen. Amen. I want to be a receiver, so I want to tune into his frequency. Yes. Glory to God. And uh, to expect, I mean, George Mueller, the great person in England who led an orphanage he would sit in a rocking chair and he would talk with God and God provided supernaturally never sent out a letter or anything but God would provide supernaturally he said this to be assured if you walk with him and look to him and expect help from him he will never fail you say God will never fail me hallelujah no he never will so Faith expects beyond all expectations. All right? It, what does it mean to expect? It means to consider reasonable or necessary. Amen? If you need a healing, it's con- you can consider it reasonable and necessary to receive it from the healer. Amen? If you need provision, you can consider it reasonable and necessary to receive provision from the provider. Hallelujah. It means to uh, anticipate or look forward to the coming or the occurrence of. I don't know about you, but I get excited on Wednesdays. I get excited every day. But when, when I have an opportunity to preach and teach the word of God, there's an excitement. There's a passion that resonates within me. And I get excited because I know that people are going to come and they're going to hear the word of God and they're, they're going to be opened to the supernatural. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, you're open to the supernatural here tonight. Yes. Glory to God. To expect means to hope or to look for. It means to have a high degree of certainty. You got a high degree of certainty tonight that God is good? You got a high degree of certainty that God will meet your needs? That he'll do, that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think? It means to have a high degree of certainty. 
It means to prepare or to envision. You know, if, if you expect it to rain, bring an umbrella. Right. Yeah. Amen? Right. Hallelujah. You have a, you're preparing and you're envisioning. And, of course, oftentimes in, in uh, the Bible they use the word hope, which means a great joyful expectation. And uh, it su- hope suggests confidence or assurance in the possibility. How many are confident that all things are possible to them that believe? Amen. Amen. How many things? All All things. Not impossible, but possible. Well, how do I make it possible? You just connect by faith. You believe. You trust. See, if if we're going to raise the expectation tonight, which we are, you're going to have to increase your trust. Great expectation comes through great trust. Amen? And you'll find that God is trustworthy. He'll never let you down. Never has, never will, never going to. And then when you think of expectation, you think of looking to something. There's an assurance that it will be fulfilled. You might not be able to see it now, but you can look to someone and it becomes a reality by looking to him. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. And it means to, you got to look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of faith. He's the object of our faith. You look to him and he'll make it happen. You don't have to make it happen. All you got to do is look to him and he makes it happen. Amen? That kind of frees us a little bit. I like this. Faith declares the outcome you want based on what God said or revealed. Faith declares the outcome. What did Jesus say to the fig tree? No man, he declared the outcome. No man's going to eat fruit of you again. Amen? And that's what he got. We got to declare the outcome. We got to see ourselves healed. We got to call ourselves healed. Amen? Glory to God. Call ourselves rich. Call ourselves prosperous. Call ourselves overcoming. Hallelujah. And then when we think of expectation, we think of waiting with anticipation. Amen. Do you know when a woman gets pregnant, she's expecting and she's waiting with anticipation, right? You get a room ready, that's preparation, right? She carries around the seed that's growing and developing on the inside of her because she knows there's coming a point in time when what's inside is going to come on the outside, amen? Hallelujah. And we, she's expecting. And we, we get things ready when we're expecting, amen? We're waiting with anticipation, you got to regard, when you expect, you got to regard something as likely to happen. Amen? Yes. Say, it can happen to me. Happen to Say, it can happen right now. Happen right now. Yeah, God's a right now God. Yes. He's not a tomorrow God. Amen? He's a right now God. When you hear or see what God has said or written in his word, you regard it as likely to happen. Amen? And what he said then becomes your reality. Not what you feel, not what you see, or not what you've experienced, but what he said. Amen? Amen. 
God knows it'll happen, but do you? Do you realize every word that God says, he knows it's going to come to pass. He said, my word does not go out from me void. It does not return to me void, but it accomplishes what I set it out to do. God knows that what he says is going to happen, but do we know it? Do we know that it's going to happen? When you expect from God, you believe that what he said is here or it's going to arrive soon. Amen? Amen. Abraham knew he was going to be a father. And when his name was changed and he started calling himself, I'm the father of many nations, that's his name, Abraham. He became it, didn't he? And it happened. Hallelujah. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, this is going to be rich tonight. We can learn something and have fun. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He makes learning God's word fun. All right. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. It says, now faith is. That is the substance of faith. Faith, say faith is now. now. All right. Now faith is. What is it? What is faith? Well, we know it's now. Right. And he tells us what it is. It is the assurance. It is the title deed. It is the confirmation of things hoped for. If you're hoping for something, it's not here yet, but because of what he said, you can have it. You can bring it to you. Amen? Of things hoped for or divinely guaranteed. My goodness, everything that God said is a divine guarantee. It can't go any other way than what he said. And it's the evidence of things not seen. You've got to look beyond what you see. And you've got to look into the unseen. All right, if you're, we're going to raise the expecting, so we've got to raise our ability to see the invisible. Right. Amen? Yeah. You've got to look into the other realm. What's the other realm? The spiritual realm. Yeah. You know the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm? Why? Because the spiritual realm created the natural realm. Yeah. That which is invisible created that which is visible. All right, it's the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. You can't rely on your senses to say that you have a promise from God. You've got to just rely on what he said. Because you know who said it. God said it. Amen? He's not a man that he could lie. He's not a man that changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said, he meant, and he meant what he said. And we just got to take God at his word. Don't try to change it. Don't try to add to it. Just take him at his word. Right? So this faith is confidence. Faith is a reality. We have to, by faith, we take what God said and it becomes a reality in our life. You want to talk about a reality show? 
We got the best reality show right here. God makes things real, right? He brings things into being that weren't there before. Amen? If, if, if you don't have it, God can make it for you. Why? He's a creator. Okay, so faith is confidence. Faith is reality. Faith is assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Right? You got a blessed assurance. Hallelujah. That means you can be assured that it's going to happen. Okay? Faith is substance. Faith is a ground that supports you. When you when you step out in faith, you're not stepping on nothing. You're stepping on substance. Something faith has substance to it. Faith can hold you up. Even when see cuz faith can override natural limitations. It's not natural for a man to walk on water, yet both Jesus and Peter did. Right? How did they do it? By faith. Faith was able to hold them up so they didn't sink. It's just Peter got out of faith and then he sank. (laughs) All right? Faith is confidence, a reality, assurance, a substance. It's a persuasion. You got to get to the point where you're fully persuaded of what God said is so. Amen? How long is it going to take you to get fully persuaded? That's what you got to decide. It's up to you. How much evidence do you need? To become fully persuaded. Right? right? Well, I'm, I'm 75% persuaded. That's not fully persuaded. Right. you got to be fully persuaded. Say fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Okay? Faith is a title deed. <laughs> oh, glory to God. You may not see the car, but if you've got a title, you know it exists. <laughs> Amen? Amen. If a... If a bank wants to give you a loan on a car, what do they hold? Do they hold the car? No, they hold the title, the proof of existence. Oh, my goodness. God's word is the proof of existence. Hallelujah. I know it exists because it's in the Bible. It's my proof of existence. My goodness. Faith is a confirmation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith is God's divine guarantee and certainty. First, every say for certain. You know, for certain means you know that you know that you know. You're fully convinced. All right? Faith is a ground, it's a basis, it's a support. Faith is confidence that we shall receive the good things for which we hope for. Have you ever hoped to be healed? It can become a reality. Amen? Amen. It can be right now. How many times did Jesus, how many times, if you read the Gospel of Mark, he uses the word immediately because he was into action and power. Mark was into action and power. Matthew was into genealogies. But see, Mark was written for the Romans. They were into action and power. He he uses words like suddenly, immediately, a lot. Why? Power words. Ever say immediately? Immediately. God's, God's word is always ready to go. The question is, are we ready to believe it? But the moment we believe it, when does it happen? Right now. Amen? Your faith taps into the now. Whoo! Glory to God. 
Okay? So this is the essence of faith. Right? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Faith is the evidence. Right? It's the conviction, the persuasion. It's the demonstration. It's making things that aren't seen a reality. When you're governed by the word of God, you're walking in the reality of what God said as so. Did you know that you can change your reality with the word of God? How many people sat, needed healing for years, and Jesus came to the man sitting at the gate or at the pool of Bethesda? He was there for, what, 30-plus years, right? He was hoping for some man to put him in because he couldn't get himself in. Jesus didn't even put him in the water. He just said, pick up your mat and walk. He said, do you want to be healed? See, because the guy had lost the will to be healed. So Jesus had to ask him, do you want to be healed? Yes. Jesus said, I can agree with that. Right? And he said, pick up your mat and walk. And boom, right then, he picked up his mat and walked. His whole environment that he knew for 30 plus years was completely changed. He stopped seeing the pool and he got to go see his kitchen table. He got to go sleep in his bed. Amen? He didn't have to beg any. He didn't have to beg anymore. You talk about a change in your environment. Glory to God. What brought that about? Faith made it a reality. The evidence of the Word of God it speaks of things invisible and eternal. Evidence denotes a strict proof or demonstration that thoroughly convinces the understanding and determines the will. If you want to win a court case, what does your lawyer have to present? He has to present evidence that is beyond a shadow of a doubt. Hallelujah. What's my evidence? Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach to God. Let's just talk about healing. On, if the devil comes to you and says, why should you be healed? Because I present evidence. Psalm 103, 3. He heals all my sicknesses. Hallelujah. Exodus 15, 26. He is the Lord Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals. He takes sickness away. Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed him. I present that as evidence. Hallelujah. Your father's the judge. Glory to God. Jesus is your attorney. He's never lost a case. This is convincing evidence that will stand up in the court of heaven. You've got to treat it like it's evidence. Do you realize lawyers make their case based on evidence? What's, what, what if the evidence isn't, isn't, it's not really strong, it's called circumstantial evidence. We don't base our faith on circumstances, we base our, we base our faith on God who has impeccable character. Mm-mm. Woo! Man, if we had an organ, I'll tell you what. You'd see a different side of me. <laughs> Glory to God. Faith answers all the purposes of, its, of the demonstration. Because it's founded on the veracity and the power of God. You can, you can get anything you need from God by faith. Amen? 
Jesus got tax money by faith. Hallelujah. Jesus fed thousands by faith. Why? Someone had enough faith to give him something, and he had enough faith to multiply it. Woo! Glory to God. See, if you want to multiply anything, you've got to put it in Jesus' hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So here's what something that came to me. What you are hoping to have and hoping will happen, you will have and it will happen because faith is the proof of its existence. Amen? So if you're hoping for something to happen, you've got to find out what God said about what you're hoping for. And when you find out what he said about what you're hoping for and you latch on to it, then it becomes a reality. And your hope becomes real. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, and then faith is the substance of things hope for it's the ground, it's the confidence, right? Go to Romans chapter eight for a minute. Romans chapter eight. Hallelujah. Are you an eager participant of God? You know, Christians are eager. In Romans chapter eight. We're going to go to verse 23, and I'll read this from the King James, and then I'll read this from the Amplified, all right? And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. What is the first fruit of the Spirit? It is the down payment. Every one of us have received the down payment of the Spirit. How many have, if you're born again, you have the Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the Spirit. Amen? Now, how good is the down payment? I mean, the down payment is good. Right? Imagine what the whole thing is going to be like. Okay? So we have the first fruit of the Spirit, the down payment. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. See, we have the Holy Spirit right now, a down payment of him. But, but, we're going to have a glorified body. We're going to have the same type of body that Jesus had when he rose from the dead and he could walk through walls, he could walk through doors, he could just show up unannounced. Imagine traveling like that. So that's what we're going to get. We haven't gotten that yet, but it's coming. When's it going to come? When Jesus returns again, we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. This corruption is going to put on incorruption. Glory to God. Woo, glory. We're going, to, we're going to make a change. And we're going to have a glorified body. Your body, oh my goodness. When you have a glorified body, your body can't interfere with your spirit anymore. It's like your spirit and your body have merged into one. Mm. Now, let me read this from the Amplified, okay? 
we got to eagerly wait with patience and composure. Not only this, but we too, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, a joyful indication of the blessings to come. How many have tasted and saw that God is good? Well, if one taste is good, imagine how the whole pie tastes. If one taste of God is good, imagine what two tastes are like. Imagine what three tastes are like. How many tastes does it take to, to the, get to the goodness of God? One, two, three. I don't know. We'll never know. You know, how many licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? One, two, three. I don't know. So if the taste is good, imagine what the whole thing is like. Taste and see that the Lord is good, Okay. All right, so we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the sign of our adoption as sons, the redemption and transformation of our body at the resurrection. For in this hope, we were saved by faith. How many has ever seen God? I haven't seen God, but yet I'm so convinced that he exists that I became a Christian. I never saw an angel, but I know they exist. They're like scotch tape. You can't see them, but you know they're there. Right? Just because I haven't seen an angel doesn't mean that they're not real. I don't have to see them to know that they're real. I know that they're real because God talked about them. That's why I know they're real. Whether I see it, whether I feel it, it doesn't matter. I am fully convinced that angels exist. I am fully convinced that God exists. Why? Because it says it in his word, and I believe it. All right? Then he says in verse... He says in verse 24, the, the latter part, but hope... The object of which is seen is, if it's seen, it's not hope. If you're seeing it, it's not hope. Hope is something that you haven't seen yet. How many has ever ordered a pizza to be delivered at your house? Okay. You get on the phone, right? You tell a person you may have never met what kind of pizza you want, right? What do you do when you get off the phone? You start setting the table. Why? Because you're expecting a pizza to come there just like you ordered. You're expecting a pizza to come in a certain amount of time, right? You start setting the table. You get your money ready, and you're waiting with anticipation for the knock on the door. And your stomach's going, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. And then when you hear the knock at the door, you get all excited because you've already made the preparation. You've already put in your order, and you're expecting it to come. Amen? That's exactly how we got to do with faith. Glory to God. So he goes on to say, for who hopes for what he already sees? Verse 25, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. One thing about faith, it never loses its composure. Faith is joyful. Faith is at rest. Faith is always positive. Faith doesn't complain. Come on. If you if you're losing your composure, you're out of faith. Yeah. 
If you're getting all antsy, you're in fear, not faith. Be anxious for what? Nothing. Nothing. So if anxiety is increasing, then faith is decreasing. Okay? And fear cancels out faith. Okay? And then he says, we wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. So faith waits eagerly. What do you got to do to renew your strength? Sometimes you got to wait. What does that mean? Actively serve God. Waiting is not sitting on a log. You know, Brother Hagin used to do this thing like baby birds. And he'd go like this. You know, you ever see a baby bird? All you see is their mouth, right? And, and, the, and the mama bird or the papa bird or whoever, they come by and they put stuff in their mouth. Uh, the little bird's just waiting there. Uh, can't do anything, right? But it's waiting for something to be put in its mouth. Amen? They're waiting with anticipation. They're eagerly waiting. And that's what we've got to do in faith. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Is this helping you tonight? We've got to increase our expectation. Well, I just don't expect anything from God. Well, that's foolish. That's like a farmer saying, I, I planted all this corn, but I don't expect it to grow. Then why would you go through all the trouble of planting it? You mean to tell me that the woman with the issue of blood, she made her way from her house through the crowd on the street to get to Jesus and she didn't expect to get healed? If she didn't expect to get healed, she wouldn't have went through all the trouble. Right? right? right. If, people had no, if people didn't expect anything, they wouldn't have showed up where Jesus was. Right. But because they expected, they showed up and they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? I mean, those boys carrying their friend who was lame, four of them. They expected him to be healed. They said, I'm, we're tired of carrying him. He's going to walk home. We brought him here and he's walking home. But they couldn't get to Jesus. They said, oh, we're going to get to Jesus. We've got to go through the roof. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't break open a roof if you didn't expect anything. Say, it's time to raise our expectation. We've got to raise our expectation in giving. Yes. Amen? Yes. God promises to give us at least four times more than what we give. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Show. God calls men to give it actually five. It's a five to one ratio. Yes. He takes your one gift and gives it to you in, in return five times. Or he'll give you a hundredfold. Yes. What happens when you fold a sheet of paper? The one becomes two. So a fold is double. A hundred folds is a hundred doubles. Right. Ooh, that's a double, 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 double. Right? Well, I tell you, ever since the youth sang that song, there's some doubling going on. How many want double? Yeah. Double portion, double anointing. Amen? Yeah. We, we need some double for your trouble. Those are all Bible things. Those all are Bible things in the Bible. Double portion, double anointing, and double for your trouble. Job had double for his trouble. Elisha had a double anointing, right? Yes. And he had a double portion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 11. 
And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Everybody say, you've got to be diligent. What kind of seeker does God reward? Those who diligently seek him. If you're not putting any effort to come to God, why should he bless you? Because hmm? God's, God's kingdom operates on seed time and harvest. What does Proverbs say? If you want a friend, what? Be friendly. Sow friendship if you want a friend. I just have no friends. I just have no friends. Because you're not sowing. And if you're not sowing, your friendship isn't growing. See, we want the blessings of God. Everybody wants the blessing of God. But they don't want to sow for it. They don't want to sow the seed that, required, that is the reward for the blessing. Amen? Amen. Be, look, desire that every one of you show the same diligence. Here's what the Amplified says. We desire for each one of you to show the same diligence all the way through. Can you imagine a baseball hitter only swinging halfway? He just stops right there. I'll tell you what, a baseball player that only swings halfway will never hit a home run. He may, he may get a base hit, but if you're only swinging halfway, you're not going to reach the fence. Right? Everybody say, follow through. God wants you to follow through. Amen? He wants you to be like a bulldog and a bone. Well, I'll tell you what, if, you, if, you, if a bulldog sees a bone and he latches onto that thing, you try to get it out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I got some bulldog faith, right? I'm going to latch onto the promise. I'm going to latch onto what God said, and I'm not letting go. I don't care what I feel. I don't care about the opinion. I don't care about my emotions. I'm not letting go. I'm holding on. Amen. That's what it means to be diligent. All the way through. Hallelujah. So as to realize and enjoy the full assurance of hope until the end. Have you ever read in the Bible where it says continue? If you continue in my word. What does it mean to continue? Does that mean start and finish? Huh? It means to keep on going. Right? If you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and then you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So you've got to continue. And then he says, so in verse 12, Hebrews 6, 12, so that you will not be spiritually sluggish. That's a hard word, spiritually sluggish. Don't be a slug. Right? A sluggish person sleeps during harvest. You know what happens when you sleep during harvest? The harvest passes you by. You don't get... Do you realize when a harvest comes, you only have a certain amount of time to gather it in? Otherwise, it rots. Right? You can't just leave a harvest, sit out there... And it's not going to be preserved. You have a certain amount of time to bring in a harvest. And if you sleep during harvest, you're going to miss the harvest. Right? Don't be sluggish. 
but be imitators of those who through faith and patient endurance inherit the promises. Oh, did you know that a quality of faith is patience? It's also a fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is a faith spirit. Right? And uh, so you can't be sluggish about the things of God. you got to be diligent all the way through. And uh, when you're diligent all the way through, uh, oh, yeah, here. Those who are not diligent all the way through in following the Lord in little things are under a false hope and a false sense of security. Aren't you glad that Jesus went all the way to the cross? I'm glad he didn't stop halfway on the Via Della Rosa. You know? Why? He had to go all the way. He didn't partly save you. He wholly saved you. He went the distance. And it was for the joy that was set before him. But if you're not being diligent in the things of God, you have a false hope and a false security. And what you hope for will not come to pass. Why? Because God's not going to cooperate with those. Amen? God cooperates with faith. Because faith is the only thing that pleases God. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 4.18. We know that we're supposed to eagerly wait with patience and composure. And while we're waiting, we've got to look to something different. All right. What do we look to when we're waiting? 2 Corinthians 4.18 tells us what we need to look to. Okay? <laughs> While we look not at the things which are seen. Do you think Abraham looked at his dead body or Sarah's dead womb? He didn't go around saying, boy, Sarah, your womb is dead. (laughs) No. If he'd have done that, Isaac would have never came. Right? Oh, my arm is just so sore. My arm is just so sore. Stop looking at your soreness. You've got to look at something that you can't see. Amen? Here's what it says. While, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You've got to look to something eternal. You got to look to something invisible. What's invisible? God's word. Amen. Because you may not see it right now. You may not have it right now. You believe you receive and you shall have. When you Mark eleven twenty four. When you have a desire, how many have desires? Okay. When you pray, believe you receive and you shall have. What comes before having? Believing you receive. Amen. You got to believe that you receive it. 
In other words, you, what God said has got to be a reality to you. You've got to have a revelation of what God said. It's got to be real in here before it's real out here. Right? If God were to take a spiritual sonogram, or what are they called now? Ultrasound, yeah. Old word sonogram, new word ultrasound, right? They put, they put that jelly on your belly, right? And, and they got that thing, and, and, and it, gives them, it gives a picture by sound on what's on the inside, right? I remember when Fiona was pregnant, and she got an ultrasound, and, and we, could see the, we could see a form on the inside there. Amen? And, 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 and with the ultrasound, you can, you can hear the heartbeat. Whoo, glory to God. If God were to take an ultrasound, would he see a picture of the promise on the inside of you? Years ago, I got a revelation that faith is like pregnancy. And I shared it. We were at a, we were at a crusade in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, I wasn't preaching or anything, but I was just sharing. And this black lady looked at me. She said, are you sure you ain't been pregnant? And I said, I'm sure. But, you know, when, when God gives you a revelation, a revelation is just as good as experiencing something. It's just as real. It's just as powerful, right? Well, how does a woman get pregnant? A seed's got to be put in ground, right? When the seed connects with good ground, it begins to grow and develop, right? So God's word is a seed. And when it connects with the ground, which is your heart, it begins to grow and develop. A promise that has not been fully developed is premature. And a premature baby is touch and go, right? It takes a lot of extra care and effort to, to bring them up to where they need to be, right? So... If, if the promise of God hasn't fully developed on the inside of us, we don't want, a, we don't want a, a premature promise, right? We want the full promise, right? It needs a little bit more development, right? It needs to go in the dark room a little bit more. See, unlike a baby, you can put God's word in there. Let it, let, let it soak a little bit more. Let it simmer a little bit more. Put it in the crock pot a little longer. Amen. Let that aroma just fill the atmosphere. Let, let, let God's word come alive. And see, the Holy Spirit will help you. See, I'm not saying that you have to take a bunch of time like this. Your, your, your development can be quick. Amen. Like some people just have the ability to latch on what God said. I believe it. I receive it. Yes, yes, yes. They take it. It's real to them. But other people, sometimes it takes them a little bit of time. We're all on different levels. Right? Some, some uh, have the word real to them very quickly. Others are a little bit slower. All right? But take, take whatever time you need. If you want to do it quick, do it quick. If you want to do it slow, do it slow. Amen? Took Abraham 25 years. Let's be a little quicker than that. Right? Let's be a little quicker than that. It wasn't because Abraham lacked power. Because God gave him the power. But Abraham kept interfering with the promise. God said, you're going to have a son. He didn't say you're going to have a son with Hagar. Right. Who, 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 who was Hagar's choice? Sarah. Is Sarah God? No, she's not. 
But Abraham agreed with it. And because he agreed with it, Ishmael was born. See, whatever you agree with is going to multiply. All right? And I, I'm not even on my notes anymore. God is just talking to us. So what does a woman do? A woman's pregnant, right? Can she just do anything? Can she just go to the gym and lift 500 pounds? No. Can she, eat, can she just eat everything she wants? No. Can she, does her sleep get affected? So there's certain things that she has to do to maintain what she's carrying. Oh my goodness, when God deposits his seed in our life, we've got to live a holy life. We've got to live a consecrated life. There are things that we've got to do, things how we've got to speak in order to carry the seed to the full time. We can't just live any way that we want to. Because unholiness interferes with God's seed. Because God's seed is holy. Lying interferes with the truth. Darkness interferes with light. You can't mix pride with a promise. Because God opposes the proud. So we, there are certain ways that we got to live and certain things that we got to do because we're carrying the word. Because if we don't live that way, we could abort the promise. Speaking negative would abort the promise. Wouldn't it be nice if God just shut our mouths like Zechariah? He only did that to, for him. Why? Wow, he expects every one of us to control our mouths. I mean, he already said in his words, speak the truth in love. Don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Why? Because that corrupt communication interferes with his promise. And your corrupt communication will get you out of faith. It'll get you away from the blessing. It'll get you away from God. (laughs) Not even in my notes, praise the Lord. All right. One more thing. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, and then I'm done for tonight. Whoo! We're raising the expectation, though, aren't we? Yes, we are. You know, God has expectations on, on how we should live. Yes. He expects us to live a certain way, doesn't he? Yes. He expects us to do certain things, doesn't he? Yes. Well, if we're going to expect things from him, he's going to expect things from us. Yes. Right? But, but, but when you meet each other's expectations, it's a beautiful exchange. Yeah. Ooh, there's power, there's peace, there's promotion, there's prosperity. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Glory to God. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. When, when you eagerly wait with patience, you've got to eagerly wait with courage and confident knowing. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse six. This is the amplified. So then being always filled with good courage. What did Joshua need to be successful? Good courage. Say, I'm always filled with good courage. And he didn't stop there in the amplified confident hope. Say, I'm filled with good courage and confident hope. 
glory to when you have confident hope you're a spark waiting to start a fire oh my goodness when you have confident hope you you can start a holy fire wherever you go glory to god and he didn't stop there and knowing that while we're at home in the body we're absent from the lord we walk by what faith not by what well how can you walk by faith because I'm looking to the invisible. I'm looking to God who you can't see so that I can have what I, what I can see. But in order to have what I can see, I've got to look to someone who I can't see. Oh, hallelujah. We walk by faith, not by sight. Living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's presence. Or in God's promises. He says in verse 8, We are, as I was saying, of good courage and confident hope. Why does he have to say that twice? He told Joshua about four or five times to have, be confident and have strong and be courageous and, and have strength. Why? Sometimes we get weak. Let the weak say I'm what? Strong. See, when we're experiencing weakness, we shouldn't declare weakness. We should declare strength. Yes. Right? Okay, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and be home with the Lord. Verse 9, therefore, whether we are at home on earth or away from home with him, it is our constant ambition to be pleasing him. In order to have an expectation, our constant ambition needs to be pleasing God, and that can only be done with faith. Believing what he said, doing what he said, obeying what he said. Amen? Hallelujah. We're about to change the atmosphere in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Confidence is rising. Courage is rising. Hope is rising. Hopelessness is disappearing. It's shrinking. It's diminishing. It's being demolished. Hallelujah. You can have what God said. You can do what God said. You can be what God said. God took this boy, this Catholic boy from LaSalle, Illinois, who was the son of an insurance agent, and he called him to the ministry, and he saved him with his blood and he filled him with his Holy Spirit and he sent him to Bible school to be trained and he sent him to Paul Myra to preach glory to God hallelujah and I'm here doing what God said because it is possible what God said you can do you can do what God said you can have you can have what God said you can be you can be you are righteous you are holy you are God inside minded. You are made in God's image. You are the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. You're a son and a daughter of God. Glory to God. You are chosen. You are holy people. You're a priest and a king. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You are who... Listen, you don't need to go to some mountain to find out who you are. You don't need to go to some beach to find out who you are. You just need to go to the Bible to find out who you are. You might as well just skip all that junk and go to the manufacturer. He made you. He knows knows how you work. He knows what makes you tick. I need to go to the woods to find myself. You never will find yourself there. You've got to lose your life so that you can find it. Yes. You've got to surrender so that you can have the victory. Yes. 
You've got to humble yourself so that you can have all that God wants you to have. Amen? Who needs a change? You're about to be upgraded to first class. Ha <laughs> You're going from the least to the best. You know, on Sunday, I read the scripture about Esther. Esther was an orphan. She lost her parents, and the man who raised her, it was his uncle's daughter. Not even his, but he raised her like his own daughter. Mordecai, I found out, was called to raise a queen. What a calling. He was called to raise a queen. And he did. He raised the queen. And she became queen. The orphan girl became queen. And before she became queen, she had favor from God. See, when you please God, you have favor from God. And favor is worth a thousand hours of labor. And the favor of God gave her seven maids. It gave her the best place in the palace, the best position, and the best food. This was even before she was queen. We got, we are designed for the best. Amen. We need to wear the best, drive the best, live in the best, have the best. Why? We have a God Almighty. We have a God, we have a Jehovah Jireh. We have a more than enough God. We have a too much God. We have an El Shaddai God. He's not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. He can do anything, glory to God. All he wants us to do is believe him and take him at his word. Hallelujah. Anybody here, you need a change in your body? You need a change in your finances? You need a change in your atmosphere? You need a change in your mind? I'm telling you, tonight is a night where God's going to spark some change. He's going to bring about a change in you. Amen. If you're depressed, you can have joy. If you're sick, you can be healed. If you're down, you're going up. Glory to God. If you're behind, you're moving forward. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're weak, you're going to be made strong. Glory to God. If you need that, if any of that applies to you, if you just want something, come up here right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. Father, I pray that you fill her. Hallelujah. You stuff her soul full with the glory and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Pour it out 